Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Lock the gate! All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. I am back. I recorded this yesterday. I was on the plane this morning and um, I got up very early. I got up and you know, it's just, it was dark out. I'm driving the rental car. You know, it's it cuts both ways, this road business. Today on the show, I talked to Adam Ray. All right. He's a comic. I see him at the store all the time. He's an actor. He's currently on NBC's Young Rock, where he plays Vince McMahon. And he played Jay Leno on Hulu's Pam and Tommy miniseries. Also has a podcast called About Last Night. I also used to have a podcast with uh, Brad Williams. And uh, I, I, it was one of these weird things. I told them I'd do it, and I parked on the street, and I parked right in front of a driveway to an apartment building's parking lot. And my car was towed, and I had no idea how it happened. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. So anyways, it can cut both ways, my friends. This life, this life, like if I, I had, what did I have? A couple weeks in between the long sets. And I had some pretty great sets. I've had some pretty great sets. Sometimes you're really in the groove. And my groove is very close to who I am. And I don't know when it's going to happen and for how long. It's an, it's an interesting thing. Sometimes it happens right away and it stays locked in all the way through. Other times, it starts off a little rocky. Not bad. It's not like people don't like me who come to see me. They're there to see me. But it's fragmented because there's a little chaos in the room. And I know I'm choosing to be my own opener because I think an evening with Mark Marin in that sense, where I'm seeing it as a performance, a singular performance of a relatively structured theatrical event that is me. And I'm doing like an hour and a half to two hours. So why not just go do it? I don't know who made these rules about opening acts or whatever. I guess sometimes I think, I don't know if it's good for the show. I know it's good to get people settled in their seats. And it's probably good for that performer. But I'm just trying to forego it to to try to create a different expectation around what I'm doing. Because I feel at the end of a show, the shows I've been doing, like I've been through something. I'm not doing an act. I know there are bits, but I do, I'm do. i trying to feel like there's an arc to this thing. But all I'm saying is I got down there. I got down there a night early. I stayed at Kimpton's. I stayed at the Sylvan. 
in Atlanta. It was okay. But I'll tell you something honestly. They should probably tell you if their fucking hotel is going to turn into a goddamn nightclub on the weekend. That shouldn't be a surprise. It should be there when you book it. Like right at the top. Welcome to uh, the Kimpton Sylvan. By the way, on Saturday nights in our eight-story hotel, on the roof, we're going to be blasting hip-hop all day until midnight. So if you're on the eighth floor, it's going to be right above you. And if you had any you know, sort of idea that maybe you get a full night sleep in before you get up to go to the fucking airport in the morning, that's not going to happen. But uh, here are the room selections, and we have a nice restaurant. It should, it should just say that. By the way, our hotel turns into a shitty fucking club on weekend nights. So if you're looking for sleep, we're more concerned with selling drinks. Okay? Do we understand each other? I don't know why, the reason they don't fucking do it, the reason they don't say that is because they'd lose business from goddamn adults. I mean, I wasn't that upset about it. You know, 12 o'clock is not a horrendous time to go to bed. And I was, you know, reading, been deeply immersed in a book, preparing for a guest. I haven't really, I love when I get locked into a book and I was just totally surprised by this book. It's Harvey Firestein's memoir i think it's called i was better last night i knew nothing about him i'm not a big theater person but what a life and new york at that time it's just great tells a good story he's a good writer he'll be on the show i'll say that again later because i'm going to talk to him but that whole nightclub element because you can lock in there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can do to sleep there's nothing you can do to stop it it's not like a someone in the room next door That happens too. That's the problem. No matter how nice the fucking hotel, if somebody's paying for the room, you could get fucked. If they decide to put you next to the elevator because that's the last room they got, you could get fucked. It's hard for me not to feel like I'm some sort of mark and that I've been set up. But I handled it well, like a fucking adult. I'm like, oh, okay. Didn't realize this was a fucking nightclub hotel. I'll suck it up for another hour or two. But they should tell you, you know? So, yeah. So, the hotel was what it was. And I stayed an extra day because my brother came up from Florida to see the show with his girlfriend, his partner. So, you know, I I got to spend time with family. But the show, all right, granted, I had a quadruple shot macchiato like within hours before the show. And I don't think it kicked in until like five minutes when I got on stage. And I kind of went into sort of a a hyper kind of a paralysis as I do too caffeinated, but too many people were coming in, you know, 15 minutes. We held the show 15 minutes and there were still like so many people coming in. And I guess that's why the opener takes a hit. I get it. But I just felt personally, and no one needs to know this. I thought it was a good show. I'm glad people came out. I thought it was a real show, but I think that's my problem is I can't fucking fake it. So if I'm experiencing some sort of, discomfort while I'm on stage or that, you know, I'm not connecting the way I want to connect. I, 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 I don't know that it reads, but it makes me a little, it makes me work differently. And I don't want to just, I do not want to autopilot things. And I guess that's on me. I don't know if it's a, like it's a discipline thing. I don't know. Maybe I set myself up. I don't know. It was a fine show. It was a long show. It was a full show and people had a nice time. I was happy to see everybody. I got back to the hotel and I just was sort of paralyzed. And I was like, you know, a couple weeks ago in Laconia, New Hampshire, you were like, 
why am I not sad? And this is what I'm doing. Laying on a bed at a Best Western Plus and sort of owning my life and thinking like, nothing wrong with this. This is what I worked for. But for some reason, that night in Atlanta, I was like drifting into the darkness, into that weird road depression, into that weird kind of place where it's sort of like, what's the point of any of this? Why did, look out there, people have lives. What are you doing? Just in a hotel room. Nothing to do that night. Go down to the restaurant, eat by myself, read my Harvey, my Harvey Firestein book about a guy that had this huge life. Either I don't appreciate the hugeness of my life and my accomplishments, or I need to figure out what the fuck to do to feel like I'm living my life. I'm hitting a wall, people. That's sort of what's happening. I'm, I'm sort of like coming to in a way. My age, where I'm at in, you know, in terms of performing, you know, what is it that I want to do? What makes me happy? Uh, and I've talked about this before, but I got to, I better figure it the fuck out. I, I guess I'm starting to realize that maybe I have not processed thoroughly or, or deeply the events of the last couple of years the ones that we all experienced together and the ones that I experienced alone. I feel like I'm landing back in my same goddamn sad bag of skin and not much has changed other than for the worse. So I have tools. I have tools. <laughs> I have a hammer. I have a wrench. I have several screwdrivers. I can hit myself in the head, stick one in my leg, wake the fuck up, and be grateful. That's what I need to do. There's nothing like being at the edge, the existential edge of the abyss, of just sort of, you know, what is the point of it all? What am I doing? Am I doing my best? You can't explain that weird kind of road, hotel room depression. It's not permanent, and it's very specific. And I don't think I'm the only one that's experienced it. There is, there, I think it should probably be in the DSM, the, the mental, you know, it has all the ailments, all the uh, psychological disorders. And maybe there's, in, maybe there's one in there called hotel room affective disorder, because it definitely is a thing. Like, you know, sometimes you get to a hotel room and you're like, it's, it doesn't matter what your life is or how long you're going to be there. All of a sudden you're like in space and it's not great. The ship's not working great and you're in space. The best characterization of hotel room affective disorder is Anomalisa, the animated uh, Charlie Kaufman thing. That is it. There's alcohol involved in that one. For me, it was just, you know, bags of cashews. But to be in that room... You know, feel, being hard on myself about my performance and alone, it was just, uh, it, it's just, it, it's a familiar place. I do know it's going to go away. And I just, you know, you just kind of want to, you just want to, you just want to go to sleep. And what really amplifies hotel room affective disorder is when you're staying in a hotel that turns into a fucking nightclub on Saturday night and you're on the eighth floor and the party is happening right above your head. You're sitting there in bed thinking like, 
Maybe it's time to stop. I don't know, man. Last week, why do I feel they, everyone enjoyed it? Maybe I can't. What is them? I don't know what the music was. Several different ones. It was, it was shaking the room. Shaking the room. Maybe that was buoying my hotel affective disorder. Maybe it was making it worse. I will have to reflect on that. But you heard, I heard glasses clinking, people laughing. And then the, that, that bass and the songs, I heard whole songs. It was literally the ceiling of my, of my room and the window. And maybe it's like, I just don't understand life. Why am I not on that fucking roof? Why am I not on that roof jumping off? Because there's a party going on, man. Come on. So Adam Ray, his podcast is called About Last Night. And you can get that wherever you get podcasts. He's uh, on tour right now. You can go to adamraycomedy.com for his tour dates. He does stand up uh, with me over at the comedy store all the time. He's acting a lot. He was on uh, Pam and Tommy. And he was, he's also in uh, Young Rock. And uh, it was time. It was time to talk to Adam Ray. And this is me doing. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts bring it well you got pretty much all the stuff yeah a kid uh would have in his fanny pack if he was going to run away from home yeah a hammer dice knife what's it exacto knife no that's a regular pocket knife right yeah, and the dice. Yeah, and of course, got any your, kid uh, needs dice. Every kid needs dice because you never right. know when you're going to come across some sort of... Uh, Gambling ring? Some sort of crap game? You don't want to be the the pit master? I mean, I had a kid in elementary the, school, one of my friends who had a candy club. Yeah. He would charge... Fr- he would The candy his mom would buy, he would then charge you five bucks a month to eat the candy from his house. And... Uh, I'll say his name if, if that's what you're going to ask. Well, I mean, I don't want to... Is there a statute of limitations on this information? Is the kid... Did he... Did he, <laughs> did he grow up to do some other yeah, shady is shit? Is he a shady grifting... I mean, as shady as you can be, he ended up uh, marrying my high school girlfriend, so I guess he knows who he is. So, well, were, were you one of the suckers who uh, who paid him? Uh, oh, monthly yeah. candy? Well, I was a classic fat kid, so I think if there was candy in a house and a I... A classic fat kid? Yeah. Like old school fat kid? Oh, dude, there are that? layers and levels, not only to the degrees in which you will go for snacks, but, but wait, today's fat kids, yeah. I think, are worse off. Why is that? They have it, more, more things to keep them inside. and, and uh, More I was, access. I was an active access. fat kid. That's why I'm an active stoner. 
You're an active fat kid, and now you're an active stoner. But wait, write that down. So, if there's a title for this episode. Well, no, I think that's the title for your CD. Are you going to put one out? <laughs> People still making active CDs. Fat. I'd love sure. CDs. Wait, maybe I just, listen uh, to. What, uh, you got to do it on something. <clears throat> put it on your put it on your YouTube thing. Whatever the fuck you do. When I first was getting into stand up, and I would drive to see my dad in Laughlin, Nevada, when he moved out there, um, and it was a Laughlin at the VA clinic. Yeah. Okay. Edgewater Casino, you ever perform there? No, but I know I know where it is. I yeah. know you drive through it, I think, going across, don't you? Often? Mostly Maybe you not. drive through it. Yeah. If you're driving to stop, it's not bad. It's a big um, Indian reservation. You know, there's a few casinos. Yeah. My dad lived out there while he was working at the VA clinic, and uh, and he would just he worked something out with the Avi Casino where he would just live in the casino. So he's a degenerate <clears throat> gamble, your father? I wish. <laughs> I mean, great with money? You know, debatable. I always, it's the only time you can use the word degenerate. I know. It's weird. It's not a bad word, but it just always goes before gambler. Now, let me the, ask. The other stuff is, always, it's just assume you're degenerate. <laughs> you, but with gambling, it's like, if you gambling, you're a degenerate gambler. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah, what? Would you rather be called a degenerate or a bummer? Degenerate. Okay. I mean, degenerate was sort of a, 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 a flag of honor or whatever you call it, a badge of honor. Yeah. Back in the day. In your day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I just wrote a, a, a forward for a, an introduction for a book of uh, underground comics, and underground comics were degenerate, but it was in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, degenerate was <clears throat> a label put on people who were having a good time. There were positive connotations towards it. Sure, yeah. yeah. A degenerate I mean, was, a, was a, uh, a lazier or more, I guess, artsy way of saying you're a... You like to have fun. You like to. You like to have a fun party animal without saying it, or, or you just don't fit in. You're, you know, you're a, an you're outsider. A, you're a, a barnacle on on society. Sure. An outsider, a sure. Jew, a Jew. <laughs> I knew we were building to a that degenerate slope. Jew. So, so you, you wait. So the fat kid stoner thing. Here's yeah. why there's a difference. Yeah. My nephew now, who's seven, is super active, and he's a stoner. But who's seven? <laughs> what are you doing? I can't you... wait. I can't wait honestly to smoke pot with this kid. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah. I look at him now. A little. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's just such a goofball, but yeah. he uh, he's real active, right. but he snacks like crazy. Yeah. I was that way, yeah. but he all, I didn't have as many game uh, apparatuses, oh, YouTube. You indoor game. I'm just saying there's more- Video oppor- game. Yes. Gaming. Yes. More opportunities for them to all stay locked inside and go outside. Yeah, and- I don't even know if they have a social life. Do they? Man, the outside, I mean, in, in person, an in-person social life? My nephew at seven, does. my nieces at 12 are on TikTok. God bless them. So it's like they're, and they're active at school, but they're not doing what my nephew does at seven, which is meeting kids in the cul-de-sac yeah. and causing, uh, running amok, going yeah. into the woods yeah. to find trouble. You know well, what I'm saying? That's what we used to do. Go yes. find the porn magazines in the woods. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or Who just, was the kid that had them in your neighborhood? Well, someone's older brother, exactly. you know, probably had one or two. And then, and then one would just appear somewhere and you'd be like, oh, I used to do a bit about it. You'd go back to the same place where you found the one page. <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe maybe the rest of the magazine showed up. You never knew how they got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you hand, one was going around. I remember the first time, real filth. You know, not Playboy filth, but real filth, like porn filth, where with that hyper glossy pages. Wow. And just like jizz and cocks and pussies, and it was like. It was On not, every page, huh? Yeah, it must be like eighth or ninth grade. It was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what did you see first, and what threw you into a? a... I'm just talking about that in this thing I'm writing, and someone's forward. Yeah, because it's underground comics, about underground oh, gotcha. comics, in my experience, my first experience, when I was like 12 years old at a B. Dalton bookseller wow. at the Wenrock Mall That's a shout in out. Albuquerque, New Mexico, that I'd taken the bus there to hang out at the mall. I just went to the bookstore to look at the comedy section, the humor section, 
And there was this book called The History of Underground Comics, and they didn't know what was in there, <laughs> what was in there. And it was just like fucking. It was all the R. Crumb stuff, just dicks and cocks and... <laughs> You know, pirates and heads being cut off. All the underground comics. It was the history of underground comics. And I swear to God, I jerked off in the aisle right there in the bookstore. Wow. Yeah. But I didn't take it out, but just over my pants. Yeah. You I was 12. Just a no hands. Finish it up. Probably no hands, but I try, I've tried to do that. I tried to do that every once in a while when I was a kid, but I don't think I ever pulled off a no hander. It is funny when those did you books. To pull off a, did you pull off a no hander? Uh, you know. Come on. <clears throat> it's hard. I remember I was in the, <clears throat> on a trip with my parents in the station wagon, just in the back, <laughs> trying to. You in know, a station wagon, too. Trying to come. Uh, without touching my dick. Station wagon. The yeah. back of the station wagon yeah. is a great place to come by yourself when no one's watching. Who <laughs> yeah. said that? Mark Maron and Adam Ray today. <laughs> I never did, though. I tried. You can't. They're, you can't. It's they impossible. Always, you, your mom knows when you're jerking off. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like- Ever I, get caught? I don't think so. They yeah. used to like, you know, stick their head in to say goodnight and stuff, but like maybe the mounds of like sticky Kleenex yeah. stuck in the edge be <laughs> beside my bed. Like, where do you think, who who finds that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, and see, well, this is the, one of the benefits of having a, uh, a single mom is I didn't have double dose of check-ins, of yeah. nightly check-ins. Oh, oh, like so was the dad one coming? Yeah. And also I think, I mean, you tell me, I mean, I didn't, I don't know if the dad, if that's the role of like... Uh, hey, are you, are you jerking off? Is there yeah. a conversation that goes down? Because my mom didn't have it with me. She did buy me condoms way too early. Yeah. I, I know. I don't know. I, I knew about it. I don't think my I ever got to talk. Yeah. But I definitely, there was- de Well, you didn't need it. You were looking at jizz and titty and right. cock pages. Well, yeah. And there the was Bernstein Betamax. Bears, we had a bird, uh, we, you know, 14, 15 years old. I mean, there was porno tapes around. Yeah. That I got hold of. Was there somebody's cool dad that kind of sat everyone down and was like- No, no, no. We just were, we had to fend for ourselves, but yeah. it was the 70s. So, you know, it, it was- I mean, Becoming cool. I guess, but it was around, you know, the filth was around and my parents were not very disciplinary. But like, you imagine the kids today with all the porn? Well- You think someone's got to give you a conversation <clears throat> what to do? It's, uh, yeah, I don't think so. I Well, porn, I think it's just ruining- Everything. So much for yeah, it's ruining. It ruined everything. me. Broke my. It broke everything. Broke you, my brain. You know, it's so funny. What? I uh, this Pam and Tommy show that I got to be on is now making people. I get all these messages from people. Yeah. that tell me I've gone back to find the tape. Isn't that crazy? Oh, you oh you played Jay Leno. In yes. This. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. Pam and Tommy sex tape that was like responsible more or less for. Wasn't that good? It was okay. I mean, I'm not here to die uh, dissect the ins and outs of it. It was the fine. The ins and outs of it. Have you seen it? The ins and outs of it? <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to dissect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to talk like yeah. aesthetics, yeah. like and, and well, how yeah, it was I shot. I know what it was, but it was only because- But it, it was the it first was, of its kind. What, a, a celebrity fuck yes. tape? Yes, Well, there haven't been that many, have there, publicly? Since? Pa Paris Hilton and what Paris else? Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian kind of launched the uh, True yeah, Movement. Who gives a fuck about that? Guess what? Yeah, who cares? But guess what? Before Pam and Tommy, yeah. I guarantee you there was probably another thousand- Thousand couples yeah. making tapes that sure. have never seen the light of day. So who so are these couples? Or just regular people. What do you mean? Probably more regular people. But, but who are they? Have you? Don't you have you porn? Do you just need to put it in? But I'm saying like the celebs that that didn't oh, uh, that didn't ever let their tapes get stolen from a disgruntled I guess, worker. Yeah, I mean, I recorded myself fucking once when I was in college. Where's with a that Betamax. tape? It's around, but it's it's not, around. It's, it's nothing you didn't great. <laughs> I mean, what is, you know what I mean? What is it really? Isn't that such a fucking move to like- but, I mean, but it wasn't done well. It was just, I just set up a camera on a tripod to see what it looked like. On you know a what? tripod. It you looks even... like porn. 
Mark, you what? went as far to set up on a tripod. Well, I told though. my girlfriend, what do you think? I was going to hide it? I'm like, let's try this. Let's see what it looks but like. But you didn't just like set it up on like the edge of the desk? Like you got a tripod? Well, I had a tripod. That's I had the filmmaker in you. That's right. So <laughs> I had a, I, I was a take I really a photography respect that, class. actually. There's a big old clunky camera that I stole from my dad. You wanted to do it right. So wait, you grew up in where? Seattle? Seattle, Lake Forest Park, Washington. You're a Jew? I'm a Jew, baby. A Jew, but you like you like East style, East Coast style Jew. What do your parents from East Coast? My mom is from Ada, Oklahoma. No, my, no, no, no. Yeah, and uh, my dad is from Walla Walla, Washington. What the fuck? <laughs> so, and you just and you turned out a New York Jew. You gave birth to a New York Jew. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't but know where. Wait, he's some of the Oklahoma Jews. Oh, tons of Oklahoma Jews. I know Tim Blake my, Nelson. Tim Tim Blake Nelson, the actor, is Oklahoma Jew. Wow. And the reason he told me was that there was a time. Maybe after World War II, I think, or maybe before, okay. where the idea was uh, people, immigrants, there was an organization that would you know, assign them a state to spread everybody out so they wouldn't all be in one place when they come to kill us again. I love that. But I believe, I think it's true. Wow. Like there was an agency, a Jewish agency that referred people to certain you know, states or communities. Mm. They just, the idea was like, we got to spread out this time. Right. We can't. <laughs> We can't be in two. We can't We're all be close. in Poland. Yeah, we can't all be in. Yeah, mix it up. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's tons in Seattle. Uh, when Not tons, but are they? But they're enough. Like- yeah, but but are like what kind of Jews are they? Like San Francisco Jews? They're not really Jews. Like these German aristocratic Jews who don't who try to blend in. Now you tell me, there's a real Jewish community in Seattle? Oh yeah, I mean I went to Temple Beth Am. Uh, was conservative? There. No, real very reformed. See that? But what you've I'm got saying. but you've got different. But you've got levels in it. Just yeah. like you've got. Uh, I'm not judging you, but like, was there a guitar there? Uh, during the we had a cantor. We had a full choir. Oh, this, I was there bar mitzvah. I, I worked there all so through high school. Let's back up a minute. Full choir. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You never had a choir singing um, in, in Shema syna- Yisrael? In synagogue? Yeah. No, that choirs are for churches. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm so, sorry. That's real reform. <laughs> Did you believe in Jesus, too? No. <laughs> I mean, you know. Look, well, 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 I might judge. I'm not religious. You I, know what I mean? I'm not really. I mean, I, I bar enjoy. Mitzvah. Let me ask you. I was bar mitzvah. Friday, Saturday, or just one day? Who's doing two days? Who's doing a full weekend? Me. Me. Wow. Me. Friday was the Friday night service. Saturday, you did the Haftorah. That's how it worked. Wow. Friday night was just a Shabbat service. Saturday morning, that meant business. I think we had you a were up there dinner. with the old guys yeah. doing the Haftorah yeah. on Saturday morning. Well, I crushed that. Worked with a, uh, a tutor for probably five, Did you work with the choir? I wish. <laughs> I wish. I, I wish I, I was in musical was, theater. I, I would have hopped right up there. Was it a, uh, let me just ask you, was it a, a progressive female uh, rabbi who played guitar we had a, a little rabbi who looked like a little rabbi his name was rabbi hirsch he, yeah he almost looked and sounded like uh john lovitz's character in the critic remember mm-hmm. that cartoon yeah he was a a, a little uh weeble of a jewish man but yeah. had big presence uh-huh. and uh and he uh was the last he did my bar mitzvah and then retired that, that you uh, put him over the top yeah he said it's not gonna Enough. get better than this Enough. or worse or worse i butchered the viahafta you did I got through it. I was pretty nervous. Yeah, I thought you just said he, he nailed it like moments I cru- ago. I crushed, and, uh, well, crushed well, give me another what? one. What's you crushed the Haftorah? Not the Hafta, the Via Hafta. The Via Hafta. My Torah portion I crushed. And then I That's had what to. I mean, that leads into the Torah portion, doesn't it? Look, it's all a blur at this point. I was on a lot of pills. <laughs> yeah, then you go in the Hafta Torah. Who has I know how Morocco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, all, all, the, all my mom's friends at Temple Beth Alma are going to love that part. It's the best. So you have siblings? I do. I've got a sister. I've got um, uh, two uh, half-brothers. Uh, From where? Two step-brothers. From your dad? So folks split when I was, what, seven, eight? Uh, dad are you the oldest? Uh, no, sister's two years older. Okay, so it's you two with the So it was us four, set. mom, dad, sister growing up, folks split, right, right. seven and eight. Uh, uh, sister uh, and mom and I went to live together. Dad and new wife uh, went with her kid and then had two kids. Okay. And then mom remarried about 10 years later and uh, brought in uh, my stepdad, George, who's crushing it with his two kids. Right. So stepbrother and stepsister from that family. And then- um, All Jews? Uh, no, my stepdad converted and that's how he met my mom. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Classic Pixar story. Yeah. Um, he converted to, oh, really? Did she want that? Yeah, he, and he was in the choir, I think. So, of course. Yeah. Of course, the choir. <laughs> she, she actually didn't want it. She told me that when they went out that she wasn't all that um, impressed, but, uh, you know, Shania Twain style. But then they, yeah. but then he uh, courted her and they, they, I mean, they're, you know, I just got back from Arizona with them, took them to Arizona to go to spring training um, uh, before baseball gets going. And, and they're, uh, they're peas in the pot. They just celebrate, uh, celebrated 20 years. Um, Your mom and her stepdad. Yeah. I mean, they should have met, you know, years earlier, but um, but that's just how it goes. You All know? right. So so you're a kid, a Jewish kid in Seattle. Yeah. But I grew up in Lake Forest Park, which is about 25 minutes north of the city. Shoreline, I guess, if you really know the area. Yeah. I uh, went to Shorecrest High School. In the 90s. In the 90s. So this is when Seattle's becoming rich. Starting to become the metropolis it is now. Yeah. Starbucks was not yet a thing. It was still had a very blue collar vibe. It was kind of, sure. you know, brushed to the side. And then the, uh, I mean, it was the the grunge, the sports, the- um, 90s, that's right. It was just coming up, I'd say, when yeah. I was like sixth, seventh grade. Right. And, uh, so I was just- you know, and my um, eating, you were eating. I was eating my feelings for sure, dude. I was just listening to "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" by Elton John. What was so like? How like how fat? Um, let's just say that when I went on a diet in sixth grade, because my grandpa very passively was like, you know, you can't wear sweatpants at your bar mitzvah, which is the name of a Judy Bloom book. <laughs> should be, should be. So says that to me very passively. Well, you know, your memoir, you got to think in okay. terms of yourself. You're right. I'm like mid bite, and he says that, and yeah. I'm just like, it's just a classic. Drop the fork, Whoa. or actually this finish is your the grandpa? bite. Grandpa, grandpa, your mom's dad, mom's dad, sweetheart yeah. of a of a gentleman. Yeah. Um, but he he fucking was like, hey man, like you gotta. You know, you got to stop. You, you got to just stop. You got to get it together. You're about yeah. to enter seventh grade. You know, seventh grade. this is where uh, girls right. come into play, hopefully. Yeah. You know, you- uh, Yeah. But but I, I just really, I was, again, I was an active fat kid. So it was just about stopping the eating. But I mean, like when I started to try to go on a diet, the teachers, that's how I know it was like a big deal because I remember at the sixth grade party, yeah. they had all the snacks because everyone else had crazy metabolisms. So there's like, you know, from pizzas to pies and cookies, and I'm going for veggies in front of some moms that are chaperoning yeah. and some of the teachers. Yeah. And one of the teachers has the audacity to go, hey, Ray. She goes, whoa. She goes, carrots. She goes, there's pizza right there, Ray. Yeah. There's pizza right there. Hey, you fat An fuck. Another great title How for, what? for your memoir. <laughs> there's pizza right there, Ray. <laughs> she just literally points at it, almost like gawking at me like, oh, you sure you don't want this delicious yeah, yeah, yeah. sweaty meat pie? Yeah. And, and you were fat. Yeah. And uh, I was like, no, and I just, so I, I didn't have the, you know, the uh, the chutzpah and the social yeah. awareness to like fire back right. at her and yeah. be like, 
Maybe you should join me on this carrot esca- escapade, yeah. Mrs. Greenland. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Um, chubby, chubby. You know, yeah. I, if I wish <laughs> in hindsight, but I just kind of cowered and was like, mm. oh no, carrots actually taste. Yeah, carrots yeah. are, you know, some you sort the, of. You did the fat kid thing. Yeah, the, car- <laughs> yeah, the carrots carrot. actually taste good. It's actually better. You know, they're actually better for for you. But I don't know. I just, I just, I love carrots. You know, yeah, just yeah. something that didn't. You're just trying not to just, eat pizza. Yeah, it's all you take. Took everything you got. A fat kid going on a diet spreads like wildfire. What do you mean it spreads like wildfire? Well, people are just like can't believe because they're you're the fat kid but were you sent to a therapist no just i mean that statement from my grandpa that was it carried a lot of weight and what about your sister <clears throat> how'd she turn out the older sister great now she went away to a girl's school um yeah. uh because she was kind of um just hanging out with the wrong the, crowd yeah the kids that would like mm. there's a kid named i think jason potts he would like smoke Trouble. cigarettes in our house and yeah. tell me my mom had big tits like just those types of that kids guy? yeah that guy Wait, where'd he end up <sighs> dude you don't know hopefully listen to this podcast <laughs> jason potts hopefully running for senate smoking cigarettes in adam ray's house <laughs> talking about his mom is that me is that my phone i think so oh shit is that jason potts please it tell is. me you got him on the line what the fuck is that now? It's like, yo, Ray Ray. How's Mama Ray? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I- I, I heard tits holding up. <laughs> <laughs> so, sister goes to a girl's school. It's just yeah. mom and I from eighth grade and through high school. So we right. become best friends and enemies. It's like, I'm going through that time where it's I'm becoming a man. So it's, <clears throat> I mean, you know, more or less at, yeah. at 16, 17, 18, where I'm like, give me some space, but like, can you wash my basketball jersey for the game tonight? You're such a jock. Yeah, I was a jock that did musical theater, you know? Quit wait, football so, to play Danny Zuko in Greece. You did? And then that you start- quit football? Yeah. So wait, how, what, what year is that? Sophomore year in high school. You're, were you good at football? Yeah, basketball and football were my sports, and I had made- See, like you're a sports Jew. I, yeah. That's the primary difference between us. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know who Hank Greenberg is. Right. Oh, I know. You I'm, do, because he's a Jew. Right. Sandy Koufax is the other one. Great. <laughs> but that's it. That's, that's all we got. <laughs> so you know that stuff, yeah. and I know everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Baruch <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there is a uh, there is something about the the uh, the Jew that plays sports that is also almost like the fat kid going on a diet. It's like people that didn't come up a lot, but I remember one of my friends' dads once making a comment to me about losing the weight and and how I would rummage through his cupboards and how he didn't have to like. How he was going to save money on snacks, basically. Right. Which I appreciated that he was making the joke. I had gotten, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, sure, I was in a better sure. place. Yeah. But then he also Why made Why not a... bully the kid? <laughs> <laughs> but then he did. Okay. He did make a weird comment one time about me being a Jew and being good at basketball. Uh-huh. And I just, sure. it, it was my first taste of like, wow, you are, truly are a product of your environment. Like, I guess if he doesn't- a mild anti-Semitism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, you know, Eastern Washington again. Yeah. And, uh- but yeah, basketball was the main sport. Football, I was good at. I was going to uh, start varsity my sophomore year. But you're a sports fan. Oh, huge. Well, what's that? Your dad did that? Dad played sports, but, but mom like, was a tennis doubles champ in Ada, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah? But probably both of them. But also just the, my friends- Sports was a thing. I didn't grow up loved with it, it at all. Grew, again, Seattle in the 90s had this uh, this uh, movement of, of baseball and basketball yeah. that really got me into it. And then I think it was truly, and how I became a funny kid was when the fat kid thing was going on, it was like- all right, start to make people laugh, uh, and now you're looked at as the funny kid and not the fat kid. Right. And so the more I could do that, so honestly, I liked sports, but I think I made a point to be more active in that stuff Sure. because it was like more rooms to play in a way. Does that make sense? How fat were you, dude? I think, I remember I looking, looking down at the scale in fifth grade, and I think it was 170 or 175. Uh huh. That's big. Uh huh, yeah. For like, if for the viewers grade. could see Mark's face, I'm trying to looking I'm, at me like to I'm me an, like a pint of ice cream is a good weight. 
175 is a good way. grown up. If you're 39. Yeah, I'm, I'm 58, but yeah, <sighs> Look sure. at you, dude, crushing the game. Noxema? <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, Cetaphil uh, lotion. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's That's... a facial lotion. Okay. You don't, you don't put lotion on your face? I don't. See, like, what is, when's that going to happen? I'm Just doing okay. Gonna... I guess so. Yeah, yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. You got to take care of your skin. I know you do. All right. It's a bit, I don't want to... What? I don't want to be... I don't know. You see, though, some of these like older, grizzled, chiseled character actors and you're mm. like that seems like a cool life well maybe that's what you're headed for yeah because you're doing those parts i'll be the jewish gary oldman <laughs> i am doing those parts i haven't played any i i've i mean you're yeah. not a leading man you're that day there's that guy that day is over there's that, that there's, there's that, that guy, guy. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> oh my god i just saw the next 30 years of my hopeful career that guy, there's that guy who is that guy that's always in the things oh wow you know what they'll all take uh, it at least you're that sure but wait, so because like when I thought I was fat, no one was calling me fat. I just thought it, except my mother. They were so there were nicknames: <laughs> Jello Jiggler. No, come on, Penis and Tits Kid. Come on, that one I made up. But oh. there, but the first one for real, um, just <laughs> fatty chub. I mean, <laughs> Penis and Tits Kid. <laughs> I just wanted to get you to yeah, laugh. Right. Uh, it's it's um, kids don't know how cruel they're being at that age. You know, yeah, they do. That's like you know it more than anything. But you don't know the impacts. Like you, days you have later. no conscience about it. Yeah, it's like the only difference is you know when you're older because you know you're doing a bad thing and you feel bad about it. When <laughs> yeah. you're a kid, you're like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a what fuck? Up, what's up, fatty? Yeah, where are you going, fatty? Yeah, and in a way, I almost thank some of those kids for throwing so much shade yeah. because it did break me down. Yeah, where you get forced to look at did yourself. You go home and cry and eat. Oh yeah. <laughs> A lot. Saved oh, by no. the Bell was my best friend. The Come Disney on. afternoon Come and on. snacks. Really, the food, the the the, uh, the candy we would buy for baseball to sell to get. Uh, oh, remember yeah. one day the I went bars, out the chocolate bars. The chocolate bars. I remember one day I went out in the neighborhood to yeah. sell them, and a yeah. dog, classic, like out of the sound lo- uh, the sandlot, a dog. Start, uh, got off his leash, one of these yeah. wild boar fucking woolly mammoth pit bull yeah. machines just chased me. Yeah. Down the hill, yeah. I dropped all the candy yeah. and sprinted as fast as I've ever ran. Yeah. Got up, tripped onto the front lawn, yeah. uh, lost a shoe, and crawled into our front door, went back, picked up all the candy, didn't continue selling, went home and ate it. Good, good. Well, you know, I guess some there's some justice to that story. If that dog ate any of those, it would have killed it. Yeah, I saved the dog. Thank yeah. you for picking up the message. <laughs> well, I guess so. But I, I ate all that stuff yeah. because I go, I, uh, yeah, eating the feelings is a real thing. But then you just get to a point where you go, all right, I got to flip it around. Too much teasing. When my friends yeah. that I were making laugh, that I thought were my friends, mm. got to... Uh, Got in the game of the uh, poke and fun. Then that's when it was like, all right, I got to make a, a switch. So you may, okay? So but then I was funny kids because of funny kid the and fat sports kid. kid. Yes. So you and in both, I was being funny with the theater kids and funny with the sports kids, and uh, and just kind of in both worlds. So you were a theater jock, but when it came down to choose, yeah, you went I with the theater. theater. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's evolved. Well, yeah, because I. Uh, I mean, hey man, Danny Zuko, Greece, sophomore year of high getting school, getting a lot more attention for the, than what what position were you playing? Uh, offensive line, yeah, yeah. Also, how many uh, how many six one offensive line Jews have you ever heard of in the NFL? And also, how long is that going to last? You you weren't going to the NFL, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> you sound like my mom. She was very uh, yeah. She was like, I mean, she told me though because I had to quit. My coach was a stereotypical football coach, yeah. like out of Friday Night Lights, what what have you. And I had to walk down the long hallway to his office and tell yeah. him I'm not going to play football this yeah. year. After he told me I'm starting varsity as a sophomore, I'm a song and dance man, coach. Mark, what? I tried to make a joke out of it. I go, yeah. I can't memorize the playbook this year because I got to memorize the lyrics to Grease Lightning. He yeah. paused, took a beat, said, get the fuck out of my office. No. Then he brought his kids to the Sunday matinee where I'm in full leather jacket and makeup yeah. and just goes, you weren't bad. 
Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah. You made the right choice. He's a, and we've since reconnected, and he's like, you know, now he came out and saw me when I was in Hawaii with Adam Devine, and and he goes, uh, he goes, oh, I guess it worked out. And he was like a different person. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, time goes by, you're like, wow, you is this guy. And then we got to talking, and and he came on my podcast, and we got, got him into- on the podcast? He came on my podcast yeah. about last night, which you've been on when yeah. your car got towed. And How the fuck um, did that happen? Remember that? You I, parked- every, every time I turn on Laurel, which is all a lot. You think of it. Yeah, because I'm like, where did, what was I thinking? You parked in the space. It I still baffles me space. to this day. You- I parked in front of a driveway yeah. to a fucking apartment yeah, building. Dude, that should have been the moment that you were put into a home. Yeah. I, be, I, don't, I mean, it's I don't amazing how, you're still here. What time was it? Early or something? I'm, I'm up early. I don't know it, how it happened. It was not even time for the five o'clock news, dude. I it know. It was still daylight. No, People I don't were even still know what the fuck happened. I thought appetizers. it was during the day. Yeah. I can't, I cannot figure it out still. I think the excitement of being on the podcast <laughs> yeah, was that just. Was it. <laughs> yeah, it was probably me going, like, where the fuck is this? All right, I got to. I'm doing the guy who's on oh, that look, thing. There's a, a thing right across the street. <laughs> That was cool, though. People don't know this. That was a very uh, big deal because when I met you at the Just for Last Festival through our mutual friend Ryan Singer, and yeah. then you popped around to do other spots in Montreal. Yeah. And I remember you were, your manager was going to bail, so you looked at me and were like, Olivia, you want to you right? bounce? Yeah. You go, you want to bounce around to these spots with me? And I was like, yeah. And then we uh, <laughs> walked around and, and all Montreal, it was out of a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. We just walked around, talked shop. You treated me like you'd know me for 20 years. We got back. I think I brought up my podcast prematurely. <laughs> and then at the end, and like, like a fucking amateur, but not too early, like yeah. eight minutes into the chat. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. I'd made, we had a couple, yeah. I'd said something goofy and you yeah. thought it wasn't terrible. And then we kept walking the streets, yeah. but it's like we're walking through beautiful Montreal. Yeah, it's nice. You're doing your spots. Also, yeah. you were crushing in your spots. Okay. Had one of the sets not gone well, I yeah. don't think we'd be here right now. No, you you would have been. You know, I would have been like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't have finished. Yeah. So then we get back to the uh, big Just for Laughs bar where yeah. everyone hangs out, right? And we walk back, and it was like a fun thing. And you looked at me and you go, well, "That was a good time." And you go, "You go." I'll do your podcast. Like, bug me when we get back. And I was like, wow. I was yeah. like, this is what this festival is about. That's truly. right. It's booking Mark Marin on my podcast yep. so he gets his car towed. How, how long before I, got, I went on? And then we got back, and I think, and I've, I've told this story just to a handful of buddies. I think not, maybe two weeks later, I see you at the store, and I go, Mark. And you go, hey. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I go right back to it. Right back. As if Montreal was just a, a fart in the wind. It was a NyQuil dream that never want, happened. Didn't want to walk around alone. <laughs> That's <laughs> all it was to you. <laughs> oh, I respect that though. But no, then, and then, no, it's like, look at this uh, large Jewish guy. <laughs> Pretty funny. Seems uh, excited. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. If that's one thing I am. How long did it take me to excited. do the podcast? A year, three years. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, no, dude. You know what? what? It was the right time. Things happen. Everything, everything happens in, in this world for a reason. Doesn't it though? Sure. And I got punished for for uh, icing you. I get my car got towed. Yeah. yeah, I didn't look at it like that, but yeah. for sure that was karma. Yeah, it was podcast karma. Sure, but you know what it was? It was like I, I think I'd mentioned a few things here and there, and then yeah. you know that's one thing. As you know, I mean, I don't know how long it took you to book Clooney and Obama. Like, are you just shooting them text messages or like all the, the time? The follow up. George won't leave me alone. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's who was gone. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a balance between like when you're trying to get somebody on, right? To, yeah. to being proactive and being a Annoying. little bit of a nudnik, right? Yeah, uh, nudnik, good one. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right definition of nudnik, but I like nudge. That's like a nudge, yid- a nudge. nudge. yeah. And uh, and so with that, with you, it was trying to find that balance. And then I remember I saw you. And then also we started to become 
uh, chummier at the store. Right. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, once yeah. that started to happen, I go, oh, that's well, that, you know, happened, that was a necessary I, element. I think I just started to watch you, and I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking hammering this shit. Okay, <laughs> He's cool. like doing the job. Okay, cool. So like, you know, I'm like, yeah, oh, he, he knows how to do this. So at some point in in the interim, there, I'm like, no, he's a real comic. This okay. guy's. So- <laughs> That, hey, by the way, that's how it should be. I would, yeah. I mean, you know, there has to be that respect. You're going up in those early spots, just like wow, just like boosh, 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 yeah, boosh. Just to get the there nine. you go. Now you're an audience. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Did you ever do those early spots? Ah, somewhere. Yeah, not there. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I was a belly room act when I was a doorman there. I mean, I know what oh, it's wow. like to perform for no one there. Yeah, when I was a kid. But yeah, I've done my share of. Uh, of cold opening, yeah. Does the store- Not there, necessarily. Do you still, do you yearn for those days when, I mean, even when I remember I started there, I think in 2012 or 2011, Yeah, and it was, you know, a Tuesday was not what a Tuesday is now, right? Right, right. Do you yearn for those days, or do you- The 10 people days? Yes. I only yearn for them because there was a time where I was terrified of the original room, and when there was less stakes- where you just like go up for 15 scattered people. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. This isn't scary. Right. It's not going to be on me. Who can determine whether anyone does well with this shit? Yeah. So you just had more freedom. But at some point, the fear went away. Like, I literally remember being terrified to go up there because you couldn't see the audience. That was a big obstacle for me. And like, I remember when I was trying to get the hang of that place and I still had ghosts from when I was a doorman there, just getting up there and not really having a bearing in terms of what the audience looks like. It right. was a kind of a heavy for me. Yeah. But now it's like I live there. Like both rooms. I don't give a shit. Mm. You know, what, what are they going to do? Tell me I can't work there anymore? Yeah. I mean, that was ultimately- I actually just got a text saying, yeah, you're you? banned from the store. Why, I'm so sorry, Why can't sorry, I get dude. any of these noises to stop got ever? Got from- No, it's- a, Yeah, it's Jason like, Potts. it's Tommy. It's yeah, Tommy. It's Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy was- He's telling me I can't do any more spots. <laughs> Did, do you need to see people in the uh, at least like the first few rows in any venue? No, it's better if I don't. But it's 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 helpful if I do. It depends because that's surprising to me because you feel I, I you connect. connect. The, yeah, I have to. It's better if I don't only because I'm going to end up looking at one guy. I said, "Why to wait for the one guy?" Yeah, it is. If I just walk in on one guy, <laughs> the whole fucking show. I can't look out. Right. But I did learn that in the original room a little bit. But the point being that until I got the hang of that place, it was always just terrifying. Yeah. I think there is something about uh, tackling that fear of the store because everyone has it. That's what's great about it. There's, I don't think anyone has ever performed there without some uh, window of where you are sc- not, well, not so much scared, of it but, has to do with comfort, though, in yeah. terms of like, you know, initially you're afraid because you think like you're always auditioning. Yeah. But like, that's over for that's me. Over, yeah. And I imagine for you as well. Yeah. So, you you know, then it's just up to you. Like the, the original room, who cares? The main room, for some reason, can really go south on you. Yeah. And, and you don't even know why. Yeah. You know, you're up there. It's like a full house. And you're like, what's, is there something wrong with my, did my fly open? What right. the fuck is yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah. Am I, you know, like, you know, after those first couple of jokes, you're like, oh, this is going to be a slog and I'm not going to be able to get out. When I have seen you just slay in the main room sitting on the stool. Yeah. It's like cuz you know I I think I've sat on a stool a few times and really dug it. And the first stand up I f- feel like I truly live yeah. absorbed was Patrice O'Neill at the Punchline in San Francisco. Yeah. And it was just mind-boggling. And so people that do that that command and I don't nervously pace anymore like I did when I first started but I, but you're you're a you're, I got you're some moving energy. around yeah just slugging it out yeah so to watch you just so uh, I don't know if poised is the right word but just um, still and yeah. just and comfy like that yeah. is uh, is I don't know if it's 
that I want to be able to do it or I just admire it. It's it's like for me, guitar, right? Sure. I took a few lessons in college. I can play some uh, enough chords to write a goofy song sure. uh, for a friend's wedding. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not trying to master it because I look at people that do. Um, even yourself at the co- goddamn comedy jam, you go, oh, see, that's... I don't want to do it because look at people who actually try and give a way. fuck. I don't, I don't wow. like I don't I don't think I'm doing it. I you know I'm good at it yeah. but for for but I don't but anyways it's it's great so you can play a few chords and you didn't you don't close with it? I, I d- look at you. I did it the, so my my you second didn't, you didn't close it. With no, my second uh show at the store when I was doing the Bringer shows, doing yeah. the Vargas and, and Kathy Lewis right. shows and I closed with um yeah, what I had 6 minutes and the yeah. last 3 were a song uh. and uh and I remember going okay, and then somebody said to me, you're either the guitar comic or you're not. Yeah. And so I was like, and okay, And you well, look around like, how many are there anymore? Yeah. And why aren't there any? Yes. And <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. And then Mitzi, <laughs> and I showcased for Mitzi, and I didn't do it, but I was wearing a backwards hat, and Ooh. she just goes, why are you wearing a hat? And I was like, that's your feedback? <laughs> yeah. She told me I needed to wear a scarf. You had to take something off. I had to put something on. Are you serious? You're a poet. You should wear a scarf. That's kind of a compliment, I right? I guess. I don't know. Who the fuck knows what she was thinking? <laughs> all I know is that like, whatever she said, we'd all do it. Okay, I'll, I'll take the hat off. Of course. <laughs> Took it off right there. <laughs> Threw it away in front Threw of Threw it away, yeah. <laughs> but wait, so, oh, the sitting down thing, you know yeah. where that evolved out of? Where? It was, I used to do it when I was bombing. Because I didn't want, because I was, I would just lean into bombing. If I wasn't having a good set, I'd fucking sit down mm. and and go on longer. Yeah. But also, I always thought the guys that sat down, like the old school guys, even like even Cosby on on himself, and like you know Shelley Berman or any of those old guys, this right. idea that stand-ups didn't sit down is ridiculous. Right. They were always sitting down. Yes. You know, and like people who say this, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> Look at these idiots! Look at Marin and his stool. What do you What do you think this stool's up there for? Yeah, it's always up there. Not you to hold just, your water. You it's, think it's just yeah. for your dumb bottled water no. being there since the fifties? <laughs> Fucking idiot! <laughs> Talking to nobody. So making up a person to yell at. Did you ever rehearse your bits no. in the mirror when you first you started? You did. I did. Of course, I did. No, I didn't do it. Never did it. Just Never. got on stage immediately with, with your thoughts and just said, yes. I'm going to see what happens. Yes. My thoughts and maybe like very early on when I did an open mic or two uh, in college, a couple Woody Allen jokes. Wow. Yeah. That's that's trust. You've always had that in yourself, I feel it's like. It's not trust. I was terrified. I, yeah. I used to spend like days when I had to do, when I was doing open mics mm. for a fucking week, I was out of my mind with my piece of paper. Man. It's just me and a piece of paper going, oh, Fuck. Uh, but no, I never, I, I didn't, I didn't, I had no sense. Yeah. I guess that's the actor in me. I would rehearse them for my alcoholic roommate. Yeah, but I didn't know, I didn't time. always know what they were. I mean, I remember once in college, I, I did what I was going to do at an open mic, mm. you know, for friends and it was the worst, the worst. I can't, I can't look at myself on, when I see myself on television, mm. let alone in a mirror. What are you, what are you making mugging <laughs> and shit to yourself? Yeah, I mean, it was just, I guess it was just to try to calm the nerves. Oh, yeah. but well, wait, wait, what's the gap, though? So you're doing Grease in, so in doing high Greece, school. So yeah, sophomore year, and then yeah. uh, that that play just ignites the uh, the love for, oh, perf- you for love performing. Hearing the people. I loved it. Yeah. Also, the, it, it was, yeah, it was a mix of, of the, um, uh, again, the uh, the adulation, but yeah. really the, the fun of it. Like, yeah. it all goes back to that. Like, all of this, this right here with you. Doing uh, shows this weekend. I'm going to fucking Batavia, Illinois, the Vegas of the Midwest. Um, 
you know what I'm saying? It's like it's all fun still. So that's where that the, the collaborative uh, efforts for the play was like that that time at Shorecrest High School and the 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 group we kind of had that yeah. did five or six shows together yeah. is so um, you know uh, influential in just what I'm doing now. Formative, because, yeah, formative for sure. And it's a roll of the dice. I've seen the program a few years since and a few years prior at when the I was there. High school, yeah, and. It's such a luck of the draw of the classes you come up with. And just like in Comedy Force, right? The people that we come up with and get to be around and, yeah. and share stories and sure. stages and sure. and uh, the grind with. It's yeah. uh, it's so, you know, even my friend group in school, it's like my mom, when my folks but wanted to move to Oklahoma to be, her folks were like, well, just come down here. We'll help you get a job. Stay with us for a little bit. Save some cash. Oklahoma. My mom, to her credit, which is why she's, you know, my hero and just the greatest and did four jobs as a single mom to make sure I could, you know, sell candy bars and get chased by dogs and try to lose some weight from running down the hill. Yeah. And uh, she- Stand uh, up for carrots. She, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she goes, I'm not going to move because uh, uh, Adam's got his, his friends here, which is huge. If I'd gone to Oklahoma, who the fuck knows where I'd be? Who knows? Maybe I'd be running Bricktown Comedy Club. I just gave him a shout out. They never booked Maybe me. Maybe not. Maybe you'd be riding a horse. Yeah. Maybe a whole different. You'd be working on an oil rig. Who's to say? On but a, stayed there, yeah. stayed on the track. You probably my have more indigenous friends. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a more diverse group for sure. Uh, but uh, but but yeah. So then the the performing bug just then led to everything. And then in high school, it was like my buddies and I ran the high school news show. They had news seniors. Show. They had seniors our sophomore year. Basically, they found out a way to broadcast into all the rooms. A, a uh, weekly show that was like news, weather, sports, mm. and here's the clubs you can sign up for, and there's a oh, dance yeah. on Friday. Oh, get wow. your thing in. So you could get a few jokes in? Well, we took it over and turned it, but it was five minutes every Friday, maybe even four. By the time I graduated, because we did it sophomore, junior, and senior year, it was a 22-minute sketch show that played at the beginning of every class every Friday. Yeah. Most teachers wouldn't even air it, because they're like, this is fucking 20 minutes of class. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but again, that helped kind of, uh, you know, kickstart all of the... Uh, the performing and acting and then stand up I started doing I did two open mics at Giggles in yeah. uh, Seattle did you ever play there of course oh, yeah. I recorded two CDs there I oh my god the um the first place I did stand up and then it was Jiggles for a little bit the strip club no I know went, and then yeah, yeah Terry the fucking Terry Terry, Terry Taylor ran everything Terry but yeah you, you make that sound like a good thing like it, it was the worst no no that, oh sorry let me take two let me do it again but wait, wait ran wait. everything yeah well yeah well yeah he took he, he <laughs> sold you your ticket he made you your drink he, he did, the, did five he seated you and then he do the five minutes and he yeah. yelled at your mom when she said hey can you seat us that guy was weird I, I <laughs> but for some reason it was weird. Did you ever go up to his apartment and he'd show you his like, no. collection of uh, of action figures? What? Yeah. Why did I say that with such a surprise? Because Tom. you assumed a uh, blowjob on somebody's part was next. <laughs> but... Uh, but no, the weirdest thing about his collection is that like they were just they were arranged like they were at a store. They were in the containers on racks. Doesn't every action figure yeah. aficionado have them organized as if a store is going to come so. in and yeah, appraise yeah, them? Yeah, so good. Look, they're still Ooh, in the package. He Man and Raphael. You should just open a store here. <laughs> but uh, but like but no, I like the idea what you're saying about about your the people that that you hang out with. We don't think about that enough. Well, I mean, I do all the time because I know who my guy. I knew who they were. Who was I was eating with in New York mm. at two in the morning? Mm. You know, it was me and Ross and CK and Attell, wow. Silverman, Todd Barry. That's uh, fucking crazy. Now, yeah, but now how about pre stand up though? Do, do you have those friends? It, whether it's high school, middle middle school, yeah, that you go, wow, these guys were. Uh, 
I could bounce stuff off of, but they were also funny in their own right enough I don't to help I, curate the uh, skill set. I wasn't as funny. I was kind of a smart ass in high school. Right. And junior high more, but then I hung out with some guys in high school who were, I think, funnier than me. And then in college, you know, I, I think I got funnier again. Yeah. But I was more of a smart ass in Hebrew school than anywhere else, I think, probably. That's where you find your voice. Well, that was, that's where I made teachers cry. So I, that's kind of my voice. In a good way. I don't know. No, no. You weren't killing? No, I was like, uh, I was just relentless That's at awesome. being disruptive. That's awesome. I would love to see the Wonder Years <laughs> no. version. I mean, if we- It's the worst. It if we can bring terrible. Marin back, maybe we can get some like- just like this poorly parented kid that was unmanageable and you know causing trouble in the class. But I funny. got kicked out of a, high, of a private school and they wrote a letter to my parents saying, Mark has the wrong kind of leadership qualities. Oh my God. That's specific. That's my memoir. That's my next book. <laughs> The wrong kind. That's what I'm a comedian. The wrong kind of leadership qualities. I mean, that's degenerate territory. Yeah, for sure. The wrong kind of leadership. Yeah, the also, wrong kind of leadership qualities. But let's break we that suggest down. a military school for Mark. Yikes! What kid though has any leadership qualities? Some of them, I guess. Look at your sports captains and bullshit. Like yeah, that. you're right. They, anyone who's at in a club. And it really should be the people that are getting laughs. I guess. No, they're the rogues. Yeah, yeah they're just right. trying not to, you know, get in too much trouble. They're just trying to charm their way through life. So you talk back to the teachers? Yeah. I wow. got one of them popped me in the face once. <laughs> oh my God. So so Seattle, that's okay. so weird. I forgot about that com the yeah. reality of it. So did you go Started to college? There. Did you I went to, to USC out here. Uh was in the acting school at USC. You uh, were? Oh yeah. Uh for four years? For four years with I got I'd say maybe a uh, 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 year and a half uh, paid for with you know academic stuff, and yeah. then my grandparents helped me out with the semester. My mom did a single mom financial aid thing for. I mean, we just paid off my loans probably five years. ago. And that was a good school, right? Great school, great and acting then you program. Go back to Seattle? Uh, no, stayed out here. So came out here in '01, graduated so, from high school in June in Seattle from Shortcrest, and then came to LA in August. So how'd you start comedy in Seattle? So I, right before I left, I did one open mic just to go at just at giggles, at giggles, just to feel like I'd been on stage before I come to L.A. Because for whatever reason, but you wanted to do comedy uh, loosely at that point. I, SNL was a dream for a while, and okay. so um, it, it was. I knew a lot of those guys had stand up backgrounds, right? And so when I got to uh, L.A., the acting school was so the BFA program was rigorous, class nine to six, and then a show six to eleven, mm. and then I was in a fraternity. So I had no. Of course, you were in a fraternity. Yeah, but, but barely, even, barely yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would you even think to join one? Oh, more friends, meet more people. All right. Guess what? The things that <laughs> suck about fraternities suck, and I acknowledge that. Right. Did I make a lot of friends? Yeah. Right. Were some of the guys? Was I the funny guy? Yeah. Would I dress up in characters right, yeah. and do fun things to the pledges instead of like take out my, uh, you know, yeah. the shit that sure. I had on these sure. people that I don't know? Uh, -huh. uh, no, I would do goofy shit and you, act. You don't have to defend it. I think I do. You're a frat guy. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> do I like to party? Do I like to have a good time? Yeah. But the the uh, negative parts of the fraternal uh, world, yeah, I do not embody. Okay. And yeah. I do not support. There is a way to do that whole world without a lot of the dumb shit that guys who come Maybe into that- should be like some- and I, feel, I do feel like I'm running for office. Yeah, this yeah. is something you should work on. Changing and allow the these kids to pick carrots <laughs> over pizza. Uh, yeah, there is yeah. there is something about that experience that was also uh, instrumental. You still friends it, with those guys? A handful. Okay. Uh, some of them have done amazing things. There oh, are yeah. some that are tied. I mean, look, being at USC, right. from small town, right. uh, suburban Washington, I'd be in school and I'd be, you know, you're around, first of all, 
you know, people with money that you didn't know was possible. Being in uh, the frat one night, being like, I need to go make some copies for this paper. Someone's like, oh, go use this kid's store, uh, mm-hmm. this kid's dad's store. I go, yeah. oh, he's got a copy store open now? He's like, yeah, Kinko's. Yeah, yeah. That type of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you knew the Kinko's era? Knew the ki- <laughs> <laughs> you said that like you got kicked out of the frat and you didn't get a chance to, to <laughs> chum it up <laughs> to with him. Up. I did know the Kinko's era, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he went on Shark Tank with him and his brother, yeah. is what I heard. Boy, that's and a they, big payoff. And they got, they yeah. got, <laughs> they got uh, ridiculed because they were coming from money. Somebody sent me the clip a little bit ago. So USC... Is formative with the acting stuff, and then I start doing YouTube videos, and then stand up, and then I graduate, and I work at Universal Studios as a tour guide. Wait, wait, wait! You're rushing. So, so you do one spot before you go to college. One spot, and then you go and you do fraternity. I do a you, couple frat parties, stand up wise, and I study abroad in London my junior year to do Shakespeare and all that stuff. And uh, I do so a couple real acting, full <clears throat> acting. Oh yeah, shit. full on. Yeah. So the program was great. I did a few bar shows while I was out there because I. Again, it was just something I I did. I done. What's a bar show? A bar show in London. Like, okay. I don't know where they not a do club stand up. Like okay. a, like not like a, a nice like a Virgil out here, but like a, a true bar. Okay. And it just where stand up was and somebody who you were out there for a semester, uh, or a, year. a semester and a half. Yeah. Okay. And about six months doing the Shakespeare, doing Shakespeare plays, seeing plays. Just again, a full program. All the kids that I knew that were out there studying abroad had class Monday through Wednesday. I fucked up and, and did a program that was class Monday through Friday. So couldn't travel every weekend like most of the kids I knew were doing. That's but, why they go. Yeah. yeah. But Wednesday, but yeah, I went for an actual education, but went to Amsterdam and uh, and that was great. Ada McFlurry in front of a girl in the red light district yeah. and, and danced with her simultaneously. Yeah. I'll yeah. never forget that. That that was it? That I was, was the my, extent of it? Yeah, I wish this story had a better ending. <laughs> I wish I could say, I brought the McFlurry into the room. No. She gave me a discount. I, no, I, it, it, it's nothing good about that. I, didn't, I was in Amsterdam and I just, I, I looked at them and I went up and said- You gotta look. Yeah, but it's like it's 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 like I don't know. It's kind of sad, isn't it? It's very sad. All right. I think what was more sad is that I felt like I was taunting her with my delicious treat. Oh, I don't really? even think she wanted sex from me. Yeah, she looked at my you know. But she definitely didn't want it from me. <laughs> Maybe. I love that I just created this idea that the, that they're in there. Yeah, yeah. Look at that they yeah. want. Yeah. Look no, at there's... that kid. <laughs> Get him in here. Oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, uh, okay, so so after college, after college you got I graduated, and you live here. You say, well, "I'm going to do stayed. it. I'm going to do the acting." Oh thing. yeah. Well, the program was just so rigorous, and and I uh, and at that point, I, I truly had stripped away all my musical theater uh, bullshit and felt like I had you know at least some tools to start. But again. You do not have much to build on when you graduate. So I worked at a casting office um, uh, for three, four years, and then was doing open mics, and then yeah. was uh, in acting class, and was doing the YouTube videos. And um, what YouTube videos? I mean, just making sketches with my buddies. So uh, you do, and you're doing open mics at where? Open. I mean, haha store, Laugh Factory. And now, then like, work, so I'd work a full day at Universal, right? Like well, I was Wolverine for a little bit, then hosted the Fear Factor live show, and then the tour guide. So these so are I, acting jobs. I mean, that's why I loved working at the theme park. So you're, you're flexing that muscle. Right, you're Wolverine. Wolverine, not so much. I got in trouble for improvising a lot as Wolverine because right, my boss was like, you? well, just doing jokes too. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, So then when I was a 1940s cop, fucking full range to do and say whatever. But what were you doing? How'd you fuck up Wolverine? I mean, I took out like a, a squirt gun at one point and was yeah. shooting a bunch of tourists in the back and like she was like, you can't have a squirt gun as Wolverine, like that yeah. doesn't add up. Well, we got, you got blade fingers. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And then I would say, I would make jokes too, yeah. and they were just like, Wolverine's not funny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So the limitations of Wolverine at the theme park were 
holding you back a little. I think so. <laughs> I ran over a kid's foot. Um, As Wolverine? Yeah. With what kind of vehicle? Uh, an ATV. Oh. Three times a day, myself, Storm, Captain America, Green Goblin, and Spider-Man yeah. would parade around the park. Yeah. And uh, and we'd pull out in these ATVs, and a kid ran up, and yeah. he wanted to take a picture, and I was holding up the caboose of this big uh, party train, and yeah. and I he I take the picture, I'm like, hurry up, Bob, we gotta do it real quick, you know, and um and uh, I know it's like Wolverine's right here, and uh, and I I look over, and I think the kid's gone, and I just I rev it up, and I take off, and I feel my wheel go up and over something, mm. and so I turn back at the kid because I stopped, and I was like, oh, oh shit. Kid sobbing yeah so now i'm just rummaging through my brain of like what do i say do i say do hang in there bub do, do i you, say do you kill him oops do i fucking kill him so there's <laughs> <him> no way <laughs> do i stab him with my plastic cloth <laughs> yeah. i don't say anything because i couldn't think of what to say yeah so i end up just staring him down and driving away so this kid's because i looked at him and i was like he was crying and i was like what do i say is he okay you don't even know did he break all, his feet all i know is that people would come to the comedy store that night when i would do the uh, potluck and hold up pictures and go Hey, we we took a picture with you. I thought we recognized you, and I was like, "Hey, man, can you just let me have this?" Yeah, yeah. Can you not bring? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, funny dude. Shh. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> cousin senior. That's man. my other life. Tommy doesn't know, but that's my other life. <laughs> oh yeah, man. But then, uh, but then the uh, Bobby Lee took me on the road, and uh, and so that wait, got so me you, out of the Universal gig. Finally. Oh, okay. So you're doing enough open mics, and you're putting together like ten, fifteen. Putting minutes. together ten, fifteen, and just I mean, going for it. The ha ha. Well, was when you really open for kind. Bobby, you got to kind of got to do forty five, don't you? Minimum. <laughs> hey, Mark. Minimum. There were nights where he was like, "I'm not feeling it. Do an hour." And I was like, what? He's going to do 20? Yeah. Oh, man. I God bless Bobby oh, Lee because that God. guy fucking it, it was very, gave me a lot of great work. That's but a man, tough opening gig but where man, the headliner's like, you're going to have to cover most of the time. I think it was San Jose. I'm not even joking. I yeah. did 45. At the improv? And he goes, so I'm doing, I think he did, I think he did 18 minutes. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. No one had a problem with it. They love seeing him. They loved it. Yeah. Uh, but so, well, yeah. Not, it's not like you're up there tanking. You can do it. I think I had, I mean, look, that was one of the things too, having more time. But you I, also know that they're sort of like, why is he keep going? Thank you. <laughs> you think I wanted to be up there that long? They're like, 20, 20 or 25 of just pounding away, I felt good on. And then it was like the extra 10, 15, sometimes 20, people are looking around like, why the is fuck is it? Right? Yeah. yeah. Is it, where's Bobby? Is everything okay? The haha gave me a but, lot oh, yeah. of work that wasn't bringer shows or open mics. And so Bobby I'm doing all takes the, you on the road. Bobby takes me on the road. And so I'm getting a lot of, and I remember Tommy would uh is before i got past and he was like he just he told me i'm a road comic and i'm like what do you want me to do i'm getting a chance because he's like you're never here to do sundays mondays yeah do the three minutes here and i was like Ugh. i mean i come hang out every other the day three minutes here uh the three minutes yeah and i and i, I had to tell him without uh, being a dick i was like look man the, the amount of times i i stay and i sign up and then you tell me that people pop in and it's not going to happen tonight yeah. it takes a toll on you and so then I go, well, fuck it. I'll go to the haha Tuesday through Thursday where they're giving me stage time on like real time. Yeah, real time. And then yeah. go on the road with Bobby and try to build it up that way. Because that's what you find. And I'm sure, you know, you could talk circles about this where it's like, there's no fucking blueprint. But you, I, I had this idea of what the blueprint was. It was like, okay, go to these shows and then do this and then try to get in here and hang out here. And yeah, but it's like at some point it was like, I just need to get stage time where I can get it. Uh, I mean, whether it was driving to fucking San Diego to do the stats and then driving right back so I could strap on the claws the next morning. Yeah. And then- uh, I strap on the claws. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. They took them. That was sad too when they finally fired me to take the claws back. That Your was, plastic claws? Yeah. Oh. 
they fell off one day in a group picture because I did I cleaned them together and I've never I still have nightmares of the kids who gasped because they thought that, that Wolverine had just been dismembered. Ugh. And um, yeah, you know, yeah, and then yeah. party wants to be like, hey man, fucking. <laughs> This isn't real. That guy's name is Chad. He drives an Escalade with a bumper sticker that says, nobody's ugly after 2 a.m. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. not Captain America. Yeah. But you don't want to break the facade or the fourth wall because these we, kids really think you're the real people. Come on, they do not. How old are they? Oh, man. It spans the gamut. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to... Man, I, I talked to uh, uh, Dave Matthews in full character one time with his family after a show, and he, I broke character, and he was like, because he was like, is there a place to get a drink around here? And I was like, this is a, when I was a New York cop, and I go, oh, yeah, sir, uh, you know, it's a, a little Irish bar right there. I, I, I walk you there. You seem like a guy who, who can throw a couple back. I don't bless you here with your kids, and they, yeah. that can be a lot, just, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, so, you know, so we start walking, and then I just go, hey, man, I go, I was at the show last night. Fucking great. And he goes, oh, shit. He goes, can you break character? I go, dude, you think I want to fucking be here? And he starts laughing. And then he wanted to buy me drinks in the bar. And I was like, I would love nothing more. But, you know. Couldn't drink with Dave Matthew because you. Couldn't get fired from. If I was fired from a 1940s New York cop theme park job, yeah. I think it would have sent me into a spiral. So when. Okay. So you quit the thing and you're doing the comedy. When did the acting start? Because you've done a lot of shit. Like you're that guy. You've yeah. Were you about to go down, the, go down the list? Start reading we a could. couple credits? No, don't do that. People. 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 Why don't don't care. Me? No, they care. Do they? But, but I mean, but like, what have you done? My fiance did tell me to start telling on stage uh, during this Pam and Tommy run to at least have people say that because she goes, because I'm really bad at that. I never, I, I, when people are like, what do you say? I just, I'm like, I Why, the first it. time I think I saw you uh, was, it, or noticed, was in uh, Eliza's movie. Oh, cool. Because that was like a real part. Yeah. And the hacks, you came up to me. And yeah, hacks cool. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the, the, club, the, yeah. the shitty club comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, I'm starting to see you around, but right. you were in a lot of shit before that. Yeah. Paul Fee gave me uh, quite a bit of love and uh, the heat and, and small parts and Ghostbusters. I think I saw that. I didn't see those. That's uh, fine. And uh, did you see According to Jim in 2007? No. I no. was uh, one episode of that. Oh, good for go you. Back. I'll good send you the link. Yeah, yeah. thanks. And um, it, uh, yeah, Just acting your was- part though. Just give me your part. <laughs> Acting is what you know, I came me your real. You got your real? <laughs> <laughs> Don't joke about that. I will. Uh, no, it, it, acting is what I came here for. I know. Which is why I like And doing... usually that'd be a strike against you. Yeah. For me. Like, you know, like you just, you just got, you know, the, the comedy's just so I can get some parts. I know. But then you got stuck. Then you got stuck as a comic. It's, well, there's, you know what's so funny? <laughs> Do people ever ask you? Because you, uh, you know, you have, have, have uh, been. Anything that I got, I was in my mid 40s. No one's asking me anything. Yeah, but like, look at what you've done. No, I know, but I mean, no one's saying like he just got in it to be an actor, right? Of course. But how do you feel with it now? Well, actually, I guess stand up was you were uh, dug in quite a bit before acting I was became. Always, I'm still not that big of an actor, but I, I'm always, I'm a stand up. But uh, okay, so when I started, it was acting, and then I started doing stand up, and now they're synonymous. And now I can't if you can't if you ask me to pick which people do, I. I will lean stand up. Yeah, because it seems like you just—it's just your nature. I mean, you, you, I mean, see the the thing about acting, really, especially when you're doing it how you're doing it, which is you're working a lot, but it's a job, you know, it's a yeah. job. Yes, and you don't have a lot of choice. Yes, and you have to figure out how to make it a great job because yes. it's your dream. Yes, but a lot of times it's just sort of like, all right, you're you're on camera for thirty seconds, and then it's like, all right, we're just going to relight. And like, fuck, yeah. and that's three hours. Yes, and then you come back and do the same thirty seconds. Yes, and you're like, all right, so you're gonna you're gonna do this again tomorrow. Yes, you know, whatever. Finding ways to be motivated and to enjoy it, but it's why. But this is why stand up is so fucking incredible. But just, like you do hacks though, and then it's a great little part. Yes, and you do, right. That gets you a little exposure. The Pam and Tommy thing is a little. Uh, but you like bump. doing it, right? I but, love it. I, I also back to the. Theater stuff. I love the, 
I, I love the collaborative. Right. Um, even Paul Feig just threw me a little part in his uh, Netflix movie that's um, with Charlie Theron and, and Ben Kingsley, and and even working with him, it was like. Just the, the the trying to figure it out. He's I like nice I like to yeah, figure yeah. it out. Yeah. And we did season two of Young Rock in Australia, but here's like a great point of why I can't just you know, I was like, all right, take a little break from stand up. Take a few weeks off um while you're shooting to to not do sets. And man, I had probably my longest day on a Friday, but uh the young comics who I become friends with uh, this kid Zach uh, was like, "Hey, I got you an hour spot at Sit Down Comedy Club in Brisbane, which is like an actual comedy club, which was an hour away from me." And and I was like, "Fuck, I can't do a full day. I'd already been up from three to do some other shit, and yeah. then shot all day." And I get off, and I was like, "I got so Jones to go do it." And so I took an hour Uber and went there, and it was awesome. I'm so glad I did. But also, that got me through the shoot day because I was I knew I had that waiting for me. Right, right, right. as a reward. Yeah, almost. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. so. So I guess that's it was good in Brisbane. I didn't love oh, it Brisbane. Awesome. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. yeah, I mean this this club. The stage is real high. The crowd was a little older, but um, but yeah, fun. I mean, again, yeah. it was there were some some rattier bar shows I did, but they they love American comedy. No, I I do okay. Yeah. I think in Sydney and Melbourne, but yeah, Brisbane yeah. was sort of like I don't know. It's like Texas. Yeah, it's I like, did say I did because I start. I remember when I got on stage, they said, "Thank God you're not Mark Maron." And then when I got off. They said yeah, yeah. something else. Sure, sure. You know, anti-Semitic, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they, not for me right. f- to pass on to you. So. Yeah, right. They were like, thank God you're not Mark Maron, but it'd be better if you weren't a Jew. But you tried. But yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, and that made you feel good. Felt, felt, I felt hey, great. That's all I can do is try. <laughs> uh, well, they, well, they like their voices. They do. <laughs> Hilarious. I do. <laughs> I do a lot of voices. Yeah, I do voice. I like the act outs. That's so funny because your first impulse is like "fuck you," <laughs> and then you somehow manage to stifle I, that. Yeah, I own like, that. The but you know, fat what? kid that you are. I'm trying to get, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to get the fat kid will never go away. I'm trying <laughs> to take it. The fat kid will take it, dude. Burr, when yeah. Burr came on uh, uh, my podcast, and he goes, uh, he had called. There was this great moment where he butt dialed me. Yeah, and he's never called me. Right. Do you ever have someone in your life like this where you go, we've got a text relationship, never called. Never, and then it rings. So I look down, it rings, it says, Bill Burr. And I go, oh, man. And, I, and I'm telling Burr this, and I go, this happened yesterday. And he's sitting there listening, and I go, I go, man, I kind of sat up. I kind of you know, fixed my chops and kind of you know, tightened my collar. And he goes, he goes, I just saw your whole childhood. He goes, you really were the fat kid, weren't you? Your <laughs> snacks were your friends. He goes, go on, yeah, okay. And so how did I disappoint you because it wasn't really me calling you? <laughs> And it was such a a, a light yeah, bulb yeah, yeah, shining on me. Yeah. But when did you? Let me ask you this because I'm tr- just yeah. going back because it's still uh, I'm still hanging on you uh, saying I do uh, that I do voices, and uh-huh. I'm trying to in this year dig deeper into I guess myself and, yeah. and me and, and sure. Adam Ray and just the sure. stuff that I've gone through and yeah. and I and I'm doing it in chunks. Yeah. Um, is there a point when you? Um, like, look, I've got a white rapper brother-in-law named Durte. There's yeah. a lot of material there. Sure. Uh, a lot of stuff that I want to talk about that I feel Your like- Your older sister? My sister, yeah. Oh, my, yeah? My, uh, the sister I grew up with. Yeah. Married a white rapper brother-in-law named Durte. Huh. YouTube is music. He's got some hits out there. Okay. He's got a good- That's a good plug-in. So, what are you asking me? At what point do you just go, fuck it, fuck, uh, fuck these, um, the, the, the feelings of the people- yeah. That in my family, I just need to talk about this oh. stuff. Well, I mean, I and mean, not. But you can talk about it, like you know, I throw my parents under the bus pretty hard, and they can take it. But like, see, uh, I don't know if my, 
I, I do with my mom in a certain way, but I think she but can't. But you love her. It. You love her. Yes. But your dad. I've got some stuff about my stepmom, right? My yeah, the sure. woman who uh that my dad married, uh that that is probably not as funny. But sure. it's like what's going on with your dad? Uh, he's chilling right now. He was a, was a doctor, just retired from fifty years of being uh um, Do you get along with him? Great. Uh and I think because I we didn't really have much young, when I got uh, when I was younger, right. and then uh, right wanted to have the relationship when I got older. Yeah, and you, so you had the relationship when you're older. Yeah, and you don't resent the fact that you didn't have him around because no, because I because my mom crushed it, and yeah. it was like again things happen how they're I wouldn't sure. be this if yeah. I uh, right. I just start breaking down crying. Uh, if he was around, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like my mom. She played both parts, and uh, and I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think it's almost greedy when people. Want two parents? Sure, one's enough. Yeah, I I think you're probably better off raising yourself. Thank you. <laughs> in my in my particular situation, yeah. I think they were obstacles. To be honest, uh, giving me to a couple more responsible people would have been great. Did you get to a point though where you were where you truly just were like on stage and you felt like I guess a um, almost a release in the way you were talking about? What was happening with you and in your life, and and making it funny, but not feeling like you were. Well, there's like you know, there's an excitement to it, and yeah. and then you know to polish it. I mean, certainly, y- you know, coming from the point of view of like if you were to talk about being a fat kid, or you to talk about you know, so that, do, yeah, yeah, and but also you know making a choice over football, you know, to to do song and dance yeah. stuff. Would you talk about that? No, I mean like there's like there's a lot of stuff there yeah. that if you wanted to be, but it's a whole different thing. Yeah, and you're like a guy because you go up early or because you open, you feel like you have to kill right away. Mm. So at some point, you know, you're gonna have to let that go and really workshop shit. Well, that's why the the road I love. Yeah, because when I'm doing an hour or an hour, yeah, you got you got to pretend like it, you have the time. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I'm just walking into these fucking just slam city. And you're the mayor. <laughs> you're quick. This is why you host your podcast. No, no, and no. And not just a guest no, but, on but, it. but I'm not kidding, though, because no, no, that's how you write. You've I also mean, only I'm... seen me early. You haven't seen me. Yeah, you, didn't, you didn't see me in the uh, the late store spots, or even now when I'll still do 11, no, 15, 15. I'm just 11, balls, I But I mean, even when you go on the road, but that's what it's for. If, you, if you're course. killing, then you, get, you try new shit. That's what I mean. I do feel it is, uh, and I don't know what that. I also feel like, especially um, when you're doing these shorter spots, sometimes around yeah. town, that you, oh, you gotta, gotta, yeah, you gotta kill, and you, you know, and you, you gotta, get, you, you gotta get, hit it. And also, if you don't get, if you don't hit it, there's party that's sort of like, I'm just gonna get through this. You know, I got, I, I got these five bits, right. now, and all I got to do is this shit, right? And then you get, you get stuck in that, yeah. You get the opener, you know, you know what you're gonna open with, yeah. And then you got your. Well, I don't, then. I don't. I go up there. I mean, it's. Oh, you do crowd work uh, at the top right. yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, because I it has to. That makes it new for me because that way I don't. My plan right is completely abandoned. Sure, I have chunks in my head I want to do, and always a few new things so that the set is is worthwhile. But if I don't do some bullshitting up top, yeah. Because then it actually always I go I'm like I think I'm gonna open with this and then yeah. it always changes and that right. way it's a completely organic. Uh, yeah, you got to make it. Got to make it fresh. You know, I'm not judging you. I'm not. I know you're not. I, you're no, very supportive. I, yeah, no, I think you you're good. And I, I just, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of like, uh, I know exactly. It's hard with the short spots to to generate new stuff because yeah. you get used to stuff. And then if you if you take a shit in the middle of your set, then you got to put it back together in fucking yes. 45 seconds. Yes. <laughs> what yeah. are you gonna do? But I, but back to your point of feeling the comfort of the store, I yeah. do feel 
I don't feel the pressure of uh, needing to kill anymore. Right there, I, yeah. I want to do well when it's a great crowd and the yeah. shows, whatever. And a lot of times now, there's just from where we live and having uh, a, a more you know friends and people to come out and see you, yeah. like let them or whatever. You know, you when that happens at the store, especially yeah. in the crowds, yeah. uh, hot, you want to deliver. Sure, I I just don't know what it, what it means to kill. Like you know, like it seems to me that yeah. if I really want to set my my mind on killing, then it's I'm doing other something other than being present. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Is it like, I know the bits that are like, I could boom, kaboom, yeah. kaboom, and just sort of like, look at that, look at that, look at these fucking people laughing. Yes. And then like, you know, what is that? That's just sort of like, uh, it's- Exactly. It's why I do crowd work, because I break the monotony of anything that I felt like was going to be Yeah, if you know how planned. to kill. Yes. So every there's time- There's no risk to it. I feel uh, a, 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 a sense of, um, you know, trust and confidence in myself and feel like I'm growing each time when I do throw myself off course or dig a hole- that I hadn't planned on and then can try to get out of that by putting the set back together and yeah. and getting to a bit that I hadn't planned on or starting something and then having it tie into something that I hadn't planned on doing. That's what you got to do. That to me is the most fun. And that's, I feel like, uh, I feel like the crowd picks up on that. Sure. At least it-, it, it uh, yeah, The spontaneity of yes. it. And also like, well, that's how I try, that's how I work. I have yes. To, uh, you, Patrice, Geraldo, Burr, these are guys that I uh, uh, really uh, looked up to when I started uh, who have that, have that, flow the looseness yeah. that i feel like are conversational uh to a point to where it's um you know the you can't tell where the bits in the conversation i know like, like, people say that to me when i get off now it's like would you just make all that up i'm like no awesome. i worked hard for- yeah for sure you get pissed yeah because that's your <laughs> tone yeah well i don't quite get pissed but no, it's sort yeah. of like I no mean, i've seen you throw a backpack yeah 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 <laughs> you had a backpack last time i saw you did i and a bunch of new pins on your jacket did i Remember, I complimented you on your uh, that's your right. pins. That's right. That was another great there thing. Was it was pins. like there was two pins. I don't have a lot of four years. It was it was a lot of pins for a jacket. Yeah. No, it's like two pins. The other day, two new know. pins. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't have. I'm not like Adam Egot. I'm ninety. Right. Well, that's pins. a lot of decals and patches. No, like one or two a pins. pins. Very, yeah. Like one of them was a comedy store pin. Exactly. Okay. What backpack? You're like the guy that wears the band T-shirt to the show, right? No, <laughs> I'm not. Have you done that? Nope. I see people do it with you me. You judge that person. Well, no, I would never. Oh, they wear like, Mark Maron shirts to the yeah, show. Yeah, and I and? like it. It's nice. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I'm not that guy. I, be, I can barely wear t-shirts with things on them. I go through phases where I'm like, I don't want anything on my shirt. How did you feel when we were on the same flight uh, to Utah? That was nice. And we- And we, you were going to Adam Devine's- Bachelor uh, party. Bachelor party <laughs> in the mountains somewhere. This guy gets married in Mexico and he has a bachelor party where you got to drive In Lake, uh, no, the, uh, the Ozarks. Okay, yeah, the Ozarks. Your response was so, f- oh my God. You, what? Hey, I just, I applauded the, because hey, talking across the aisle, I would have been fine if you had said, what up? And then put on your headphones and yeah. be like, I'll see you back in LA. Right. But you, 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 <laughs> you had a couple going. gabs back and forth. And then you said, and I said, I'm going to Lake of the Ozarks for Adam's Badger party. And you go, oh, oh, awesome. Great. Yeah. That'll be, oh, that'll be, yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. And then I go, yeah. And then, and then, and then once we started walking off the, uh, the plane, you asked more and more questions. <laughs> you just had this very real moment where you go, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it turned out, I mean, it was such a shit show, yeah. but you, you saw the debauchery that w- hadn't even gone down yet, yeah. which got me even more excited for it yeah. just so yeah, I yeah. could, uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I mean, again, divine is a Midwest Nebraska Omaha kid yeah. that has been drinking since he was 12. Yeah. So you truly get to find out what your liver is capable of. Right. I'm yeah. a, you know, one parent, North Seattle didn't drink until got forced drank when I was in this summer stock production of The Wiz yeah. by the director gave me a shot of tequila when I was 14 oh. and um, where'd that end up I mean that was I, then my next drink was college after that oh okay yeah that so, did it huh yeah <laughs> it was awful tequila. just burned 
Wow. Weed, though. Weed, I, I found uh, at the end of high school. Yeah. Thank God, the end. So now, what? So what's happening? You're going on tour? I'm going. I'm, I'm uh, on pretty much uh, every weekend right now. AdamRayComedy.com for all the tour dates. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great clubs. Um, and, and you're headlining. Headlining. Yeah. Headlining for since- I'm not, Again, don't get defensive. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell? I mean, it's like- there's so many people still in my life, at least, that will... You know what it goes back to? I remember when I first yeah. graduated college and I would have uh, friends from the fraternity from uh, back home in Seattle yeah. that would go, you still yeah. doing the comedy yeah, thing? I know, I know. Just my, because they, I, they go, My what? parents used to do that. They go, I don't see you on a billboard. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen you on Hulu. How come you're not on TV? How come you're not on TV? Ugh. I showed you in that Jim Belushi thing, but you just, yeah, you just yeah. said a couple things. And you're like, well, here's a list of my resume. I'm in a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, no, everyone has their I own know, idea of what it is. They're like, sort of like, you know that guy? They always mention a more famous guy. <laughs> What's, why can't you be, Adam Devine seems to be your friend. No, why? Yeah, well, how, do what he's doing. Yeah. Why can't you be a modern family? But but uh, no, tour right now, and then yeah. a podcast about last night, and um, uh, Pam and Tommy's out now. Young Rock season two is out now on NBC, and then I'm in the show. What's that like Chris? Like, is that like Chris Rock show? No, it's about Dwayne the Rock Johnson's no, I know, life. But, like, but it's when he was a kid, right? It's uh, so it's three different time periods in oh, his okay. life. He's okay. running for office in 2034, yeah, and then it's flashbacks to 10, 15, and 19. And I play Vince McMahon, who you know created the WWE and was a you know father figure mentor to uh, Dwayne, and uh, so that's season two, and then great. and then Gaslit comes out April 24th with. Uh, with your girl uh, Betty, uh, Betty Gilpin, Gilpin. yeah, uh, it's a oh. uh, Julie Roberts and Sean Penn about um, the Watergate break, and I play Ron Ziegler, Nixon's press secretary. So again, just uh, another who's that guy playing that guy? Oh, great, yeah, but yeah, but but that's good. But that's, it's great. Character acting is the best. I mean, those are the guys that have the longest careers. I also came out here to act, and this has been the best year for it, and so uh, and it's afforded more opportunities with stand up, which is all I I see you guys doing the uh, the theaters and and all that, and it's. Uh, I'll be 40 in June, and it's it's a stacking of the chips. I want to get better every year. I want to make sure I'm taking care of myself, uh, maximize the family time, and uh, and just get better. And it's like when I see – like remember when I saw you in Montreal uh, at uh, some theater in the round, almost at an amphitheater vibe? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's funny. There's certain shows, uh, and I want to make a point to tell you this, that, I, that are just like stained in my brain as, as things that just uh, – and hours that I've seen that go, man, I just – I. I want to get to that, you know, I can envision it, yeah. but it's like getting at that level where I have that size of a room. Yeah. You know, I've opened for people in those rooms, sure. um, but uh, but to get there where the people are, because everyone was there for you. Oh, that was that, that nice one, the Palace of Arts? Yes. Like, it was nice. I, that's a nice theater. It was cool because the ovation you got when you came out was so uh, so welcoming and so deserved, and and it was just a cool thing where you go, oh man, when you, sticking with this is a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evolving um, and being committed to it, like like you are, yeah. and uh, no um, choice, no choice. Exactly though. Yeah. But then, but then having all these people, everyone was there for you. There yeah. might have been a couple people that were being like, just uh, wandered in from the street. Yeah. Is this Arch Barker? Yeah. Let yeah, himself yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but no, mostly. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, Australia's finest. Is he still there? I think so. Mm. Um, but anyway, so that was a that was a cool thing to see, and it's it's definitely always been in the. I don't have vision board stuff, but like as far as like wow, getting to that point to where people are coming out to see you. for you and, it. and to uh, and to enjoy going. it because yeah. I you know I do my thing on the road and I the shows are fun and great and people walk away and and it's always bittersweet because they walk away and just in DC at the Improv which was the that's a good room probably the best uh, room I had sales wise yeah. in, in my career to this point and having people that have come out who'd come to shows before is yeah. is special and and yeah. uh, but you just go you get a taste of it and you go fuck I. Like, how do you make it I bigger? This, how do you make it bigger? Yeah, you selling t-shirts? 
I'm not. You sell. I've got it, merch. You uh, got merch on my website, but I I, I haven't yeah. brought it out uh, on the road enough it's because a pain. I. It's a pain. I know, man. Then you gotta sit there. I, Even yeah. if you had a bad show, you gotta sit there. And then you're like, I'm not going out there with my CD. <laughs> I'd rather just chum it up with people and yeah. have. Uh, and that show sucked. I'm keeping the t-shirts in here. <laughs> I definitely have done that. I just give them to the staff, and then uh, I'm just losing money. But, uh, but it's fun, man. And this was a this was a treat. You know, as I I've told you every time when I see at the store certain episodes that I uh, that I dig. I mean, the fact that I am sitting in the same chair where Obama has sat, George Clooney and Dean Del Rey. I mean, D- Dean Del Rey. Clooney was on Zoom. But, uh, but well, it yeah. feels like Clooney Josh, was sitting there. Josh Brolin, how's that? Wow, yeah, I saw right him at a there. bar in Venice once. Oh wow, he was like my third celebrity encounter when I got to L.A. He's got a very familiar vibe. Like you look at him, he'll look at you like, "Hey, buddy, incredible, huh? Yeah. Wow, he's a good guy. I think homies. How many people do you uh, continue the none. Uh, none? Not more than once, one or two exchanges, and then we're not. And who friends. is that? It's a two-way street, but. I don't like, I mean, there are people that like, well, you've got well, your friends will reach out to me sometimes that I've had on the show. And I'm always surprised. Like if I get a text from John Hamm, I'm like, Hey, this Hamm, give me a text. Cool. You know, uh, me and Guillermo del Toro almost became friends, but I don't know something happened. What? It went south very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what I did. That's why I can't do it. What about because Clooney? When, Clooney's very nice. Like guy. He loves you. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we don't, I don't have his number. No Italy invites. No, nothing. But, um, no candy club invites, nothing, nothing, nothing. Brad Pitt. And when I see him, he loves me, yeah. but, but no, I don't nothing. have his number, no but it's parties. better off yeah. because then like, it is. is it when you're with, it's like, it's like, uh, like it's like being with a, it's like texting with a chick you just meet. Right. Right. Cause you don't know where you're going to fuck it up. And so if you're texting with one of these big stars and all of a sudden they're not texting you anymore, you're like, Oh God damn it. <laughs> I blew it. I blew it with Clooney. I don't, what did they say? <laughs> Let me scroll back and see how did I fuck it up with Clooney. I blew it with Clooney. Yeah, is the name of your next album. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done it. Special. Yet. I haven't done it yet. I I, I, I keep my distance. <laughs> I keep. I respect their autonomy. You read the room. I respect their autonomy as major celebrities. I love that. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Now, I'm going to text you. Though. I can I, text you. I appreciate it. All right, man. I'll text back. Okay. That was Adam Ray, the podcast about last night. Uh, you can get it where you get podcasts and adamraycomedy.com for his tour dates. Now, here's some guitar. I'm okay. I'm all right. Just a little strung out. From the road, from the travel, from the life.
lives. Monkey, LaFonda, cat angels everywhere. Oh, my God. 